0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. As usual, let's just be reminded that spiritually, everything is done that we are one in God already, and that he's not asking anything more of you. You're experiencing whatever relationship you have right now, and we're all at some point along our own pathway. And God is in control control of that pathway. And that purpose of the pathway is to restore your soul to your spirit we're all again we, <clears throat> we each have our own pathway so we don't want to ever compare ourselves or where we think we should be you know we don't want to compare what where we are to where you know whatever illusion whatever ideal we think we should be where we should be by now kind of thing or anybody else Because the pathway you're on is God's pathway for you. And your spirit, being one with God, has already joined him in every step of the way, in every circumstance, being arranged for you, for your benefit. He's not out to, to trick you or to tempt you or to manipulate you or to judge you that's already been all done that was taken care of 2000 years ago now when once your spirit is reunited with God you are in his family you are in him permanently you're one with him just as a molecule of water joins the ocean you're in him now we don't understand how the soul works or, in a lot of respects, how the body works, let alone how the spirit works. So we start where we're at. And I really encourage you to, as we move forward in, in encountering and experiencing and learning about supernatural experiences, accept your, your own hesitations, your own experience your own challenges, your ups and downs. You are a person, you are an individual, and you're going to have your own triumphs and failures, mistakes and successes, and those should all be appreciated and valued. But they're yours. They're they're something that's very valuable to God about your experiences, about what you're going through. And they're valuable to God because he loves you. Sort of like, you know, when we're talking about the supernatural experiences, the the solical realm, not the spiritual. It's sort of like a, a parent and a child. You know, a parent knows all how to you know to walk and drive and play golf and cook and do all these different things, and yet a parent of a of a baby is so excited when that child takes its first step Soulically speaking that's what what God and your spirit will be so excited as you take every step along your pathway now that doesn't mean you're God sees you as a baby. He doesn't because you are spirit. And your spirit and God's spirit have already been joined. You will never get closer to God in your spirit. You are, you are, will never mature. You will never become more spiritual. Your spirit is one with him. It's You either have a dead spirit or a living spirit. And that's God. You either... Ask him to enliven your spirit, and he does that. Or you're dead in your spirit. There's no growth in your spirit. The change is in your soul. And as God does his part and we do our part, our soul is joined, rejoined, restores that position. Our mind is restored. Our emotions are healed and restored and our our actions line up to who we truly are this takes time most of us have have not learned growing up how to relate to God on his terms we relate to him through our family history, through whatever church we might be going to, what our own beliefs are, our own temperament, emotions, our own experiences. Very often we create and or gravitate towards a belief system that accommodates our own desires and wishes. For instance, if we're emotional and we enjoy you know, the emotional experiences. We might find ourselves gravitating towards churches that emphasize emotional response, you know, music and worship and or, or liturgy. And likewise, if we're people of action, we may gravitate towards beliefs and, and churches and denominations that are all about community service and reaching out to people and helping people. And that's, that's fine as far as everybody, God has given each one of us our own temperament. But that's not our spirit. That's our soul. And the soul direction that God is, is leading our soul into is to not get caught up in the character, the temperament that God gave us. Your soul does not dictate to your spirit. Your spirit is in charge of your soul. And even if it's just a little bit, which it it is, we, each, we all have at least a little bit of spirit controlling our soul. But as that happens more and more, we find things. For instance, say you're going to that, that church that really stirs up your emotions and really... You know that liturgy just really gives you a satisfaction and the contentment. You'll find that becoming less and less because your soul's hunger is for your spirit, not the emotional satisfaction. Same with any other aspect of our temperament. You know, other other you know an, uh, the other belief system is understanding that in our soul we want to know more we want to know god better we want to know the deeper things of god and so we may attend bible study after bible study or conferences and really want to get into the deep meaty things of god and we think that's where our satisfaction lies in contentment but all of them all of them are feeding into our soulical temperament what what our soul, our self, has determined and allowed to get into our soul. So again, your soul has been relying on yourself, on, your, on a crutch, and so on a, on a filter. So that filter, that crutch determines, because it still wants to main, maintain control, how you get your needs met how you how you get your needs met, so you experience contentment and joy and love and peace. But the lasting contentment, joy and peace, only comes from your soul being restored to your spirit. So the satisfaction that we may experience by those either emotional or action-oriented behaviors or understanding, having you know, a greater understanding of the word or the way of things, the ways of God, those can be stumbling blocks and steer us away from the true relationship, the true restoration of our soul, our, a healed soul. God wants your soul 100% healed. A hundred percent restored to your spirit, he wants your soul completely believing absolute truth, completely able to receive everything God is giving you, because that's unconditional love. that's his grace. He wants to give you unconditionally and wants you to be able to receive unconditionally. And as we are still in process we are still not able to receive unconditionally. But that will happen day by day, even though you don't know it. There are parts of you that are learning to more easily, more readily receive God's love, his truth, his life. You, you have all the eternal life you're ever going to get in your spirit. And it's 100% available to your soul but your soul isn't able to receive it. And that's what we're working out while we're here on this earth. God's doing his part. He's healing our soul. And that's what a lot of these circumstances are about, is to show us that there's the areas where we are relying on our crutches, our own self, our flesh, our our self-control, our ways of doing things, that they are going to fail us. He puts us in situations that we can't measure up to, that we get tired. And, and there are things that we've been doing for years, and they've worked before, and now they aren't going to work. And it's not that you're doing it wrong. It's not that you need to try harder. But God has said, okay, I'm not going to let this crutch, this filter, this substitute, I'm not going let it, to let it work anymore. And so rather than trying harder, rather than blaming ourselves, what am I doing wrong? I've missed God. You know, I'm out of his will, and we come up with, you know, we start going to other people. Why is this happening to me? When really it's all God, and he's saying, I want you to, instead of turning to all these other things, come to me. Come to me, who lay, all who labor, and I will give you rest. That's what we want. You know, your your soul may want answers to understand, or it may want an emotional, you know, I want to feel God. I want to feel his presence. I want to really feel like I know what he wants for me or what he's doing in my life. Or, you know, um, I really want to know what my purpose is. All these things are are attempts or aspects of our soul wanting to maintain control. When those different parts are brought into your spirit, reconnected, because that's where your soul is meant to be, is connected to your spirit. As that happens, you'll find that the satisfaction that you did not, that you used to have in, for instance, serving people, or revelations of God, or being able to you know, feel that contentment, that excitement of his presence, and that, again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with them except they become substitutes. We, we have the idea that if I'm experiencing these other things, I must be on the right track. I must, this, that this is what God wants for me. This is, the, you know, this is the right thing. I'm doing good. This is the will of God for me. When it may be for a season, because ultimately... Our purpose is to be one in our spirit in him. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not going to turn around and send you to minister to people. That doesn't mean he's going to turn around and give you wonderful emotional responses, wonderful emotional experiences, or give you, you know, anything else that your soul desires because your spirit will satisfy your soul the way God made it. And whatever your strengths and weaknesses are in your soul, that's exactly the soul that God wanted you to have. And he's going to meet the needs of your soul because he gave you, he gave your soul the needs it has. Again, our problem is, is we have worked and struggled and relied on ourself, our soul, to meet the needs of our soul. And God slowly but surely lets that fail, so we will turn to him. So as one of the things we're going to learn is, and hopefully have been learning, through through waiting on him, making ourselves available to, available to him, taking these, making different habits and choices little by little, is that the first thing we ever do is turn to him. And we ask him, Lord, is this you? Lord, you know... What am I supposed to do with this? You know, and we we go from there. And even, even if we don't have the right questions, just turning to him first. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's asking for, is that we turn to him first. Now, he's not gone anywhere, and your spirit isn't gone anywhere. He's right there. He's always with you, so you don't have to get his attention. You don't have to let him know, okay, you got my attention. He knows exactly what's going on in your heart and in your mind and your will and your emotions. He knows exactly what's going on with you because he created the circumstances to get you there. So you are making progress. He's making progress in your soul. Now, as he's doing that, one of the things we're looking to do on our part is... Because, again, the goal is going to be to live and move and have our being in him and to live as a spirit being here on this earth. There's parts of our walk with God that are totally his responsibility, and that's the healing of the soul, restoring our minds, you know, re- revealing areas of our lives where we're believing lies. He lets those lies fail. Sometimes, sometimes he just gives us understanding. You know, where we believe something and then the next morning we get up and we don't believe it anymore. He's revealed truth and he's taken. Others, it takes time. Time for, for us, you know, he plants seeds and then over time they grow and then we begin to get understanding. Belt, that's God restoring our soul. On the other side, just as we have been here on this earth, we've had to learn how to use our natural body. While we're here on this earth, we are also to learn how to use our soul, how our soul is supposed to function in connection to our spirit. So, as God is reconnecting our soul to our spirit, we are also regaining. Let's we could you know we're it's like we're all, all of a sudden you know we know God has given us a car, and we are to learn how to drive it. So. It's our responsibility. He's not going to make us, for instance, you know, you learn to use our abilities, how to um, do miracles, how to raise the dead, how to speak in tongues. He's not going to force us to do that. But it's to our advantage to group, to have every aspect of our soul functioning as best we can, while God is restoring our soul to our spirit. And, you know, we have, we've talked all about the different aspects of that, of asking God which part, you know, what, what's important to you. Because if, if any of this is not important to him right for you right now, you want to be working on what's important to him. As always goes back to, Lord, is this for me right now? Is this something you want me to be paying attention to? Because we don't want you to be dis- distracted and, or, you know, um, avoiding something that God wants to really be speaking to you about. So this is not, if this is not for you n- right now, that's fine. You know where to come. Come back when, when this is something God wants to speak to you about. But know that your soul... God values your soul, and He wants you to value it. And again, justice, you are, you are to take care of your physical body. And by when I say you, I mean you as your spirit being. You are to take care of your physical body, but you are also to take care of your soul. And God, as God frees your soul and heals your soul, say you—you know—you've lived your your whole life in a wheelchair and God reaches up and pulls you out of the wheelchair, he then expects you to walk. He doesn't expect you to, oh, no, I like the wheelchair. I'm just going to stay in the wheelchair. No, he expects you to walk. He expects you to learn how to run, how to go up and down stairs, how to jump on a trampoline, how to do everything that somebody who can can walk can do. And that's where our soul is. As God heals it and frees it, your soul can do wonderful things and God wants you to experience those wonderful things. And one of those, you know, umbrellas of wonderful things is to exercise power and authority over the natural world, this earth, this world, this universe, the natural and also the solical, which is a part of the supernatural. Because as a spirit being, like him, like God, you have power and authority over the supernatural realm and the natural. And God wants you to experience that. He is, he is piece by piece. He's freeing your soul to be available so it, you can enjoy every aspect of your soul, every ability. You, right now, you have it within you to cast mountains into the sea to raise the dead, to experience miracles, to know the past, present, future, to be able to teleport, to be able to time travel, to be able to go to Venus and back, to do all these things, these things are all part of your right, your ability in your soul. Now, one of the problems we have is a lot of us have been taught, well, that's all of the devil. You know, we, and we, or we shouldn't ask God for that. If God wants us we talked about this last week, if God wants me to have that, if he wanted me to be doing it, I'd be doing it. But God wants us to want what he wants us to have. This is why we ask him, God, is this what you want me to be learning about now? And then we always test. You know, we've talked about this many times before, and we will be revisiting it. You test, Lord, is that you? You know, Lord, is this something you want me to be investigating or experiencing? And if you hear, whether it's a yes or a no, you ask, Lord, is that you? And you learn to hear his voice. That's what's going to bring you the greatest security and confidence as you move forward. Because we're going to be asking him for experiences. We're going to be asking him to restore our soul to everything God wanted it to be while we're here on this earth. Now let's say, you know, we look at the example of Jesus Christ. He could do a whole bunch of things that most of us can't do. You know, walking on water, calming the sea, raising the dead, dividing the bread to to feed all the, all the, the people, turning water into wine, all these different things. Most of us can't do all of that. But we are all capable of doing all that. And why did he do all that? You know, he did, not, he did not come. God didn't send his son. The father did not send the son to teach how to turn water into, into wine. That was, that was an add-on. That was something that Jesus did while he was here. He discipled his disciples. No, Jesus came to be the lamb lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world to carry our sins onto the cross, to pay for all the debt so that we could receive forgiveness in him. And when he resurrected, we resurrected in him, and then we were restored to the Father. That was what he came for. But while he was here, he discipled his disciples, and he showed them he revealed to him, this is how your soul works. This is how, even, even before their spirit was restored. Remember, all the disciples that walked around with Christ, none of them were Christians. And By that I mean, none of them had their spirits restored. They were all functioning out of their soul. And we have great examples of that, great, great you know, proof of that, by the way, they all behaved at the end. You know, they abandoned their, their person. They said, we'll never abandon you. And yet they did, because they, all they had was their soul, and their souls were weak. They, it wasn't their fault, because that's the way, that's when God put those disciples with on this earth for that time, so they, they are certainly not to be at all, you know, blamed for not having anything but their soul. But it wasn't until after Christ rose again and returned to the Father that they were then able to be respirited, and they could then fully put more into use. Because they had then they became spirit beings that had a soul, and their soul had already tasted and experienced this is what a living soul looks like, raising the dead, feeding the hungry, you know challenging the authorities, you know uh Christ, you know Jesus. I, you know they they were the guards were seeking him out. Are you Jesus? And he said, I am. And they all fell back. They saw that. They ex- they experienced that. They and and Jesus said, You know, you shall do greater things than these things. Now I don't know what he meant by that. We aren't even doing the the least of these, and so much of it is because we are still relying on our soul to satisfy our soul and God more and more is not allowing that satisfaction to occur and he usually he just picks pieces here and there and this is one of our challenges that we're going to look at is how to arrange our life to become more and more sensitive to the area just so we can be aware, and, and and even maybe even enjoy and cooperate with the process that God is doing in restoring our soul, and at the same time, increasing our awareness of how our soul is becoming free from our self, from our crutches, from that wheelchair, from that cast we have on our leg, you know, and becoming the soul that God meant for our for our soul to be as it is restored to our spirit. So we are going to be coming and and uh, being very objective about, okay, if I do this, 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 and this, this, these are the changes I see. This is what I'm experiencing. And being objective and testing. God does not, this is not wishful thinking. I think this is also part of our uh, challenge with the whole concept of faith that faith is so nebulous, and we have to drum it up, and it's just, I still believe, I still believe, I still believe. And and yet it's, no, this is something God wants you to do, or this is who you are, or what does God say about this? And again, we are going to make mistakes. We are going to learn, and we are going to find areas of our lives that we are struggling with. The reason that's going to come up is because God is ready to heal it, to reveal it to you so you can take you know, responsibility for it in some cases, but to do whatever's necessary to free your soul to be joined to your spirit. It, this, Your life here on this earth is all about you. Now, He may use you to overturn tyranny. He may use you To raise the dead, to you know, I've always envisioned putting a hand on a hospital and everybody being healed. Now that would cause some problems, but that kind of thing—that's not God's purpose for me, for you. That's part of the process. That's part of the the draw. His purpose for me and for you is for my soul to be rejoined to my spirit. So I am one in him, spirit, soul, and body. So you are one in him, spirit, soul, and body. And as you are one in him, you and I are one in each other spiritually. So this is how we become one, that they would be one. That's Jesus' prayed that they would be one as you and I are one, the Father and I are one and it's the more we can be aware and see and have our solical senses quickened the more we will enjoy the process and it may not be fun it there's going to be you know with everything there's good and bad and hard and easy and and painful and uh sweet and yet we we just knowing okay this is what the process is and this is and i can trust in my god knowing that we overcome and sometimes the 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 battles the greatest battles we have are letting go of what we believe to be true or whatever we've been relying on whatever crutches are when he says i'm going to go ahead and take this away and you know sometimes it's a real struggle and sometimes we give it up and we take it back, and we eventually give it up. And then he gives us something to fill our hands. Then he gives us, this is what your soul, being restored to your spirit, feels like, thinks like, sounds like, feels, you know, uh, the change in your life. So God has a plan. He has a purpose, but it's all for your benefit, and you'll be grateful. So thank you for tuning in. If you got any questions still, always. Diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio or through the website therainersclub.org. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.